Welcome, 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 everyone. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, and we are the other page radio here at Boston's community radio station, sponsored by BNN Media and supported by Triad Veterans League Incorporated. No, I'm sorry, we're not incorporated. I won't say that. Triad Veterans League, that's us, and we're here today with two folks that we're going to get to know, and we're going to try to give you some information about the health situation in our community and what they're doing. We have our friend returning, Miss Melissa Leaston, and she has brought another friend from Whittier Street Community Health Center, Sabaya Raoul. Sabia Rauf. Okay. All right. Thank you. Ladies, welcome. How are we? Thank you. How's everything going? Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's going well. Thank you so much for having us here today. Okay. It's my absolute pleasure to be here. It's our pleasure for you to be here because (laughs) the work that you do is all about helping our people stay healthy. And so we want to thank uh, the president, Frederica M. Williams, for her, you know, vision and for the staff that she has organized to carry out that vision. You are top of the line over there at Whittier Street. Melissa, so nice to see you. How you been? Likewise. I've been well, thank you. Just um, trying to get through the winter, um, still vaccinating. Um, our flu rates are down. So just trying to get through. We have, Spring is um, this month, March 21st. So just trying to get over the winter okay. and moving into um, new growth for the spring. Okay, so you navigating. I like that word you use, navigating into the spring <laughs> for the snow to come in June. <laughs> right, or April 1st. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy. So... What are we talking about around the COVID-19? And it seems to be uh, coming around a little more now. Is that right? Um, The rates have gone um, up, down. They were up a little bit in February. They've come back down. Mm -hmm. Um, Right now, we're looking at, because we know COVID is here to stay, looking at um, treatments for it. Okay. And making sure that those are widely available and that are inaccessible, and that's um, the oral um, Paxlovid antiviral. And now Whittier Street, we've begun offering IV therapy. Okay. That's antiviral as well for people um, that can't take Paxlovid for whatever medical reason, and they are able to take. Um, the intravenous medication. So that's something Mm -hmm. that's newer at Whittier Street that we've started um, this year, Mm -hmm. and it's um, in full swing. Okay. You know, folks, uh, once again, uh, Whittier Street Community Health Center is one of the outstanding health care people, providers in the city of Boston, leading, if you will, uh, 617-427-1000 is the number to call to get the appointment, to get the help that you need. And I am a client there. You know, I'm not going to go into any disclosures, you know, but I am a client there. And I just want to also, before we really get into the conversation, I want to thank uh, the leadership over there for having a veteran's 
program for veterans, you know, there's still a lot of uh, disparities in how veterans receive treatment from the VA. And uh, Frederico M. Williams, the president, has been working for years now to put in place a place where there's the cultural sensitivity that's required when you're serving people that are skeptical about services from institutions like the VA. Not only that, we did a survey, tried Veterans League, did a scientific survey with the finding that uh, they need to step up and uh, take care of business a little better than they are. And Whittier Street being Whittier Street, always innovative, always thinking about the people. That's why they're here today to talk about what they do. And so with our new guests, we'd like to know where you are and what you're doing over in that big, wonderful building over there on Tremont Street. <laughs> yes, so my name is Sabia, and I'm a pharmacist at Whittier Street Health Center. Pharmacist, did you say? Pharmacist, correct. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, so as you already probably know, um, Whittier, as of July 1st, 2021, they opened their own in-house pharmacy, and that's when I joined the team. It's been a pleasure since day one working with Ms. Williams and the entire Whittier Street Health Center team. Uh, so I'm here today to talk to you about a little bit about the pharmacy. Okay. Um, so Whittier Street Health Center has an in-house pharmacy that can fill your prescription needs before you leave the clinic. By offering an in-house pharmacy services, um, we're improving patient experience by providing them with medications directly on site in a matter of minutes. Our mission is to provide evidence-based and patient-centered care to our community in a cost-effective and diligent manner. Our team is dedicated to optimize medication use and improve clinical outcomes. Um, the pharmacy provides a broad spectrum of services to ensure our patients achieve the best results from their medications. We offer MTMs, medication therapy management, we offer patient consultation to increase medication adherence. And we also, just like Melissa mentioned, we offer COVID-19 treatments, which dispense them in the pharmacy, some of them. We also offer free home delivery in the Boston area for our patients that have transportation issues. Um, a little bit more about the pharmacy is that um, Whittier State Health Center Pharmacy participates in the 340B drug discount program, uh, which, is a, which is a U.S. federal government program that requires drug manufacturers to provide outpatient medications to eligible healthcare organizations such as us at a discounted price. Um, this program allows better access to health, especially for patients who don't have any insurance. Let me interrupt you right quick. Let me interrupt you mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, when you, when you said that, I thought about and I'm not putting them down now, folks. Don't get me wrong now. The long lines that they have waiting over at the Boston Medical Center for the for the meds. Oh. Okay. I I, I sort of I, mm. I thought about that. Mm -hmm. And then I saw the pharmacy on Blue Hill Avenue that Whittier has, right in our community, and with the services and the the price arrangement that fits the population that you serve. What about this new thing with, uh, was it Eli Lilly that's going to reduce the 
cost of insulin. Are you familiar with that? Did you know about that? Okay. All right. Uh, Melissa, did you know about that? I heard briefly okay. that um, some prices coming some down. Some prices yeah. coming down. I think yeah. competitively, but also there's been a lot of documentation of mm -hmm. people um, dying or being severely ill because they couldn't afford okay. the price of insulin in this right. country. Exactly, exactly. Just to add a little bit to that, um, yes. Yeah, so we do offer. We have programs in place at Whittier. So let's say for someone who has a high copay with insulin or any other medications, we have a program placed um, at Whittier where we, where we reduce that and we lower the price. Yeah. So let's say for someone who pays $50 for their insulin, we cover that. We right. bring it down to 3 or $5 max, right, right. which so, helps so, them a lot. So, you know, I think it's real good that you're here today to say that. Uh, and, and, and that's just a part of the integrity of the services provided at Whittier, you know, to be uh, conscious of the need for the medicine and not so much trying to make a profit, you know. So I think that that's where we need to be going in that direction. Melissa, just tell me a little bit more about uh, what you're doing, you know, with the flu thing. You know, everybody is kind of excited, but uh, we still got high count on flu, right? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the last thing you said. Do we still have a high count on flu? A high count on flu? No, actually, our flu rates are really good right now, and okay. I'm attributing it to the vaccination rates um, this year. I think a lot of people, especially with COVID, mm -hmm. were concerned that they would get COVID and flu, and our flu vaccination rates went up um, pretty high this year. Usually this this time of year is when I order it for the prior year. Yes. For the Well, for the coming up, and... Right. Um, this year, um, we surpassed what we had um, pre-ordered, which is great. So that's telling me that we've been administering um, a lot of flu vaccines, and I think we're seeing the result with the low rates here in Boston. Yeah, but I want to thank I want to thank Whittier Street, you know, for being on point. This is the other page radio program. My name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm the host here today. Uh, we're here by uh, Triad Veterans League. We're going to be right back. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back again with the other page radio, Hey Fennell here, and I just want to say a little bit about that earlier uh, PSA dealing with uh, uh, suicide, guns. I just want to talk a little bit about prevention. Where do we go? How do we deal with it? You know, again, I want to thank Whittier Street for just making their services available to veterans that are not uh, ready to go to the VA, wherever they're located. 
And I just want to remind our elected officials, if you're listening, that we do need more services for veterans of color in our community, you know, to augment the services that are being provided by Whittier Street. Whittier Street is a testimony of veterans being served because they served male and female, and we want to make sure that our elected officials see our veterans as more than our votes. Don't promise a veteran something that you're not going to keep. want to make sure that you understand that veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. I am a veteran. I'm proud to be a veteran, but I haven't always been proud to be a veteran because I wasn't able to deal with the barriers in the manner that I'm now dealing with them. I'm advocating. I'm involved, and I suggest that all veterans that want to see the changes that are coming about Expedite those changes, change your thinking, and start working together to make this a better climate for us to grow in as veterans, as fathers, as uncles, as citizens. So again, this is the Other Page Radio. My name is Abel Fennell, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio stations, and we have the presence of two ladies from Whittier Street here today, and Melissa was telling us some work about the vaccinations going down. Is that right? Is that what you said? Yes. um, Not the vaccinations, but flu itself. Um, We've seen a decrease in the community. Oh, that's what I want to hear. Yeah, let me get that right now. Let me get that right. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. A decrease in the community, but this year, um, this last season, we've seen a, an increase in people wanting to get the vaccine and getting vaccinated. And so I attribute that to um, the low the low levels of flu infection in the community. Did you hear what you just said, folks? Did you hear what Melissa just said? Melissa Leeson just informed us that people are actually coming forth to get what they need, and that has not always been the case. There's been a reluctance from sometimes of, you know, um, getting vaccinated because of some things that happened uh, a couple of score years ago, you know, a couple of generations ago, and now we're beginning because of the persistence and the consistence of Whittier Street Community Health because they were everywhere with their stuff. I remember seeing those people outside of Tremont Street, Melissa standing in the lines. Yes. Last year, and you saying that they coming now? They looking for prevention. Yes, oh, we're we're, st- we're still doing testing. We're not outside, but we are still doing in house testing and providing I COVID vaccines too. And we're still out in the community. We were mm-hmm. out today. We were out at the Epiphany School today. So we go um, to different schools, community centers. Yesterday we were in Brighton. Um, all over Boston, especially trying to capture um, populations that don't have oh access. So, like in Brighton, there's a high immigrant population, yes. undocumented folks that are scared mm-hmm. to come into the city, into the health centers and the hospitals. And so, you can go we right go to, to them. Yeah, go right to them. I see, I see the Whittier Street vans. You know, and I say, oh, there's a Whittier Street van. Then I say, oh, there's another one. There's another one. They're moving like that now. And we got the pharmacy going now. What about that? What about being able to get medicine that you can't afford? You know, people don't have to make a decision. Do I pay for my medical bill or do to get my pharmacy 
or do I reduce this or, you know, stuff like that. And don't forget now, we also have a, a food shelter there, don't we? And what do you Yes, we have a food pantry, and okay. it's open um, six days a week, Monday through Saturday. We started out a couple of days um, a week, but there was such a great need that it's six days a week. Um, I believe it's from 10 to 4, mm-hmm. and we serve not only our patients, but anyone. Anyone in the community can just come into the front and say that they oh, need the I'm food so pantry. I'm so proud of Whittier Street. Mm-hmm. I'm so proud of you coming in and telling our people about what you're doing, you know, because they need to know that there are people that care about them. Understand what I'm saying, listeners? There are people that are working very hard to keep you ahead of the from being panic-stricken when it comes to your health concerns. You got to be a visionary and you got to have a team to support you. Melissa, you don't know how. How proud I am of you, you know, your commitment to our community and, and all the other people there. And you're bringing in a, a pharmacist. That's what I'm talking about, you know. Two women hasn't always been like that, but I don't want to go over there. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just going to talk about veterans getting services, about our community getting services, and let me ask you another question. Can you tell us a little bit about the other services that are available for our people? Sure. Whittier Street, we have so many different services. So we have eye services. So it's seeing the ophthalmologist, but we also um, have eyeglasses mm-hmm. and contact lenses. We have um, a mammography suite. So we do mammograms a couple of days a week. We All have right. our pharmacy, as you now know, since last year. Um, we have a wellness clinic. We have our own on-site lab. We do send some labs out, but we do most of our labs on-site. We have dental and behavioral health. We have multiple programs, like you were saying, the veterans program, men's health program, women's health, a lot of various community groups, a group for elders um, called the 1290 group. We also um, have our primary care clinics, as you know, adult family medicine, pediatrics. We have um, OBGYN specialty. And we also have our own WIC office um, to offer patients in-house, kind of um, one-stop shopping, try to get um, as many services in one place, especially where we know um, people have trouble with transportation. So instead of having to go two or three places for specialty visits. We try to do everything in one. Um, we also have a podiatrist, um, and we're just trying to, and we have an in- infectious disease specialist as well that comes two days a week. And so we're trying to, like, bring more of the specialty in as well so that way it's kind of that one stop and you're not going multiple places for your care or spending multiple co-pays to go different places. It's all under one roof. Yes. I'm telling you, boy, I, I've, I've been there. I mean, you know, like i never seen anything like that in my life. The Whittier Street and its growth of inclusion and the services that you provide, uh, 617-427-1000, again, that's the number to call, you know, to get some of these services that you probably didn't even know that Whittier does. But I'm here to tell you it's the most energized place that I've seen to deliver services for our people with all the vans that's going around with the pharmacy and on Blue Hill Avenue, uh, you know, uh, in-house in over there and Tremont Street address. Uh, 
the services that they're providing our young people, our young people, you know, I'm talking about teenagers. There's a program for that over there. One of the things that I enjoyed was going over there with Eva Clark and her group of, uh, I think it's the 1290. Did you say 1290? Yes, the 1290 group. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Did they? Oh, my. Hey, look. Hey, them ladies and them brothers, it was all right. Of course, I took my book over there, you know, one of them, and they uh, just embraced me and the book. And we talked about the Harlem Renaissance, you know, because I'm in Harlem Renaissance authority, if you will. And I just enjoy it. I'm looking forward to Matter of fact, I'm going to call her up and let her know that you guys were on today here and that, uh, you know, we want to uh, get back and talk with the ladies about uh, what we're doing in terms of our theater and possibly get them to read my new book that's coming out. So we're going to take a little break right now. We'll be right back. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA. It's really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by End Family Fire and the Ad Council. Are you a veteran who is struggling with their housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing to eligible, struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. Back with the... Other page radio, you know, uh, my name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran. And I say that proudly now, you know, my family members, I had my brother was an officer in the United States Army. My uncle served 28 years, and I had another uncle that served, I think, three years. But look, uh, I struggled, you know, coming out of the military, and I went through a whole lot of things, but I'm not going through those things anymore after 29 years. 29 years I've been, like, finding myself developing programs for veterans and our young people. And I want to thank Frederica M. Williams, the president of Whittier Street Community Health Center, for helping me, you know, find myself, you know, as an ex-offender, as a veteran, recovering addict, all of that. I was all of those things, but I'm not today. And so what I want to talk about today is a program that I'm involved in, and I want to invite you to our page, our website, thetheomtc.com, thetheomtc.com. It's a website for the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company, and I can proudly say that about 28 years ago, I was in a detox facility, and... um, 
the nurse asked me when I got there, she says, well, what's different this time, Haywood? And I said, well, this time I want to live. And so I went into that process of detoxing, and I remember very clearly in one of those beds in the detox facility, and I was sweating and praying, and I asked the Lord to help me get clean from using drugs and to write. And I'm here today to tell you that five books and 11 plays later, I'm still writing and I'm still fighting and I'm trying to get some understanding that you can't get to a good place by yourself. So again, I want to thank Whittier Street and all the people over there that have encouraged me, especially Eva Clark and some of the members of their board and Frederica Williams and the work that she's been doing. And I want to thank Melissa for bringing me. If I don't even want to tell you about this piece of art that I got. I don't want to tell you about it. But I'm going to use it, and I'm not going to lose it. I'm with it. She brought me a cup, a vessel to drink from. And I got some stuff in the refrigerator that I can drink, put it in there, and get with it and look at it because it's some a cup that's made by a veterans group. See, so that's what I'm talking about when I say veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. They brought me, and I appreciate it, and I'm going to use it tonight when I get home. I got some tea bags up there, you know, that I can just drink tea and look at my cup. Thank you again, Melissa. You're more than welcome. And I just want to look, I want to talk a little bit more about the pharmacy and the response from the people that come to see you and how they appreciate you because of the services that you represent. Yeah, we've received a great positive response from the community. Uh, the pharmacy, just like I said before, the pharmacy provides a broad spectrum of services mm -hmm. to our patients. Um, we deliver medications. That's uh, a big hit, yeah. especially for people who don't drive. Mm -hmm. And parking is a is an issue in Boston area. Mm -hmm. That's been uh, that's been received really well. Um, MTMs, medication therapy management, that's also a big uh, plus. What are the hours for the uh, pharmacy on Blue Hill? Do you know? Uh, the Blue Hill Ave, I can uh, get back to you on that, but the one on Whittier Street, um, that will open Monday to Friday, 8.30 mm -hmm. to 8 p.m., and Saturday, we're open 9 to 5. Okay, okay. Yeah, so we are See, that's good. Saturday. That's good. That's good. That's Saturday. You know, that's that's a wonderful thing to know that you can, you know, like, you know, like some of them, some of those uh, so-called pharmaceutical people or pharmacies, whatever they call themselves, that provide medication. Boy, they're getting away, man. I'm telling you. I'm so glad that Whittier Street has incorporated that strategy for helping with the healthcare uh, process, you know, uh, you do a lot of innovation over there. What else are you doing over there that somebody else is not doing but need to be doing? Is there anything that you could talk about today? Um, we we'll also have the engagement center. I don't know. Um, 
I know that some other places have tried this. I'm not sure about um, them. But what Whittier's doing is a few months ago, we started an engagement center. As everybody knows um, that's from Boston or has visited Boston recently, um, everything that has gone on um, at Mass and Cass and the people that are there that are homeless and, you know, substance users and, and, you know, just not in a good, good Mm -hmm. space. But I think um, what people fail to realize is that they're part of our society, whether you want to turn a blind eye or not, and they deserve care. And so... We've opened an engagement center, and so every morning we take one of our um, vehicles and go down to Mass and Cass and other kind of quote-unquote hot zones and pick people up that want to come back to the health center, to our engagement center, and it's a respite center, really. Um, We connect them to care. We connect them to other services. Um, There's a hot meal every day. There's um, different um, mental health groups going on, substance use groups going on. And just some everyday things like having your nails painted, you know, having a snack Mm -hmm. while you're watching, you know, TV in the afternoon. And so just really what it is, an engagement center, reengaging these community members that are have kind of been on the outskirts and they have issues that need to be addressed just like everyone else's and they need to feel. um, And part of that is love, safety and belonging and Want, needing to be part of a group and not um, and to be included, and this is a nice way to do that. Well, I'll tell you one thing, boy, because I, 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 I never saw that before when I was out there, man, you know, like uh, people doing the things that you all are doing to include them and let them know that they're cared about. You know, I think that a lot of people, maybe not as many as uh, some folks would like, to be able to get that and at some point in time feel that and that impacts the way that they're thinking about themselves and then they make a turnaround in their lives because we never know when that's going to happen. But you can put things and you have put things in place that impact our thinking. Just going with the van and bringing them to a place of safety. You know, it's not safe out there for our people. And we've seen that time and time again and to know that what are your streets? Whittier Street is involved in the mass cash. I'm not surprised. What I'm hoping is that some other organizations that say that they are service providers will get a cue from that and begin to try to find ways that they can improve that situation, that can help those people that are mentally challenged, Melissa, to turn their lives around and try to save themselves because nobody is going to save them or us we have to save ourselves, and that's what you guys are all about. Where yeah. there's a will, like my grandmother used to tell us, where there is a will, there is a way. Where there is a will, there is a way. This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. We are here on WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston's community radio station. We'll be right back. Shake it, shake it, shake it.
Back again, folks, WBCALP 102.9 FM, FM, Boston. Yes, sir, we're here with the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran, and we have two ladies here from Whittier Street Community Health Center. And, boy, are they bringing some good news in here. You know, you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. But when you listen to this radio program, you're going to get some information. It's going to get you rolling because, uh, you know, it's all about moving, especially when you know you need to take care of yourself and you haven't been doing that. Whittier Street's got bands all over the place. It's riding all around and everything. And I'm so proud, Melissa, when I see one of those bands and everything taking care of business and you say that you can get your medicine delivered to your house? What? I mean, that's... Oh, come on now. Not an Uber? You don't got to call Uber. <laughs> huh? Is that is that sensitive care? Is that sensitive care, ladies? Yes, it is. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about... See, now, how long did you decide that you was going to be a pharmacist? How long did it take you to say, I'm going to be a pharmacist? Uh, in high school. Okay. Yep, I was in high school when I decided to become a pharmacist. What made you do that? I was always in. I was always into healthcare. I wanted to be um, out there helping people um, with their health, and pharmacy was. I knew I didn't want to be a doctor, medical doctor, and pharmacy mm. was the next choice. Okay. All yep. Right. I went to school for six years. Got my doctor of pharmacy from Albany College of Pharmacy. Mm. And then Albany in New York? In New York, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I'm, now I'm here. Well, let me tell you, I got a granddaughter that graduated from college, and uh, she went back to a nursing school. Mm-hmm. And she graduated from nursing school. She's trying to get her uh, past that exam in New York. You know, but I'm just asking that question because that's a form of dedication. You know what I'm saying, Melissa? Yes, that's a form yeah. of dedication because you got to learn a lot. To do a lot. <laughs> that's that's the right way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, because people, you know, they come to you and you got to coach them about the medicine that they're going to have to take and why they have to take it and how they have to take it. A lot of places just give you a bag, you know, you bring in your receipt, I mean, your prescription. Correct. They do that, but they don't, I know they don't spend as much time probably as you have. We do, yeah. We do spend time. Um, when I mentioned earlier, medication therapy management right. and patient consultation, we do spend um, time, good okay. amount of time on that, just because I think um, educating patients about their medication is a big, um, is really important. Yeah, yeah. When it comes to your health, yeah. You want to know what you're taking, what you're putting in your body. It's really health. important, too, because, you know, uh, pharmaceuticals are in the dispensing of them. Is a way of measuring the healing process in our community based on what kind of medicine you're taking. If there's a decline in certain medicines and stuff like that, there may be a decline in that particular illness in our community. It's a direct result of you managing and educating people about how to take their medicine and when to take their medicine. I agree. Yeah, you know. So, I mean, I'm really, uh, I'm, I'm just so happy to know that that's a strong arm in healing. You know, we would wish that we didn't have to take medicines, but if we got to take them, let's know how to take them. Yep, the let's right know way. what we're taking. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, somebody said, "Oh, give me something. Give me." But what do you want? I don't know. Just give me anything. No, you don't do that if we're no. three. No, we don't do that. No, we want to no. know what we take. Right. We exactly. want to do that. We want to do that. Melissa, I'm so proud of you. 
you know, coming in here, bringing this information around health care, because there was a time, and I can recall, where we were not providing the services that we need as a people because people didn't understand our culture. And that's a part of it. And when I say understanding our culture, I mean, you know, the trust factor. Who are these people that are delivering, say, the services to us? The ones that show that they care. Whittier Street. Whittier Street. That's what you're going to hear. I remember when they weren't in that big building, but they were still trying to deliver the best service that they could. So I don't want people to think that you haven't earned, if that's the right word, but we have learned, that's the right word, how to be more culturally sensitive when we do care. Because I know that the COVID-19 crisis was a big lesson, right, Melissa? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we weren't just thinking about ourselves. We were thinking about our community. And people were standing out up in uh, up on, on Warren Street, uh, Whittier Street, and had people in the line waiting. They have them everywhere. And they do that. That's how they do things. 617-427-1000. That's the number that you need to put on your refrigerator <laughs> if it's not there already. Because I'm talking about top of the line, top of the line medical care. They do it all the time over there at Whittier. This is the other page, ready. Minister, you have anything you want to add to this conversation? No, just want to say thank you for having us and helping us spread the good word about Whittier Street. I always have something good to say about Whittier Street. Yeah, thank you for having us today. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Folks, you know, we want to thank Whittier Street for coming in today and sharing and their level of care. For everybody in the community, medical, psychological, uh, food pantry, youth programs, eyeglasses, dental work, podiatry. You know, podiatry, that's like that's like for your feet and stuff like that, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. See, see, I got bad feet, so I, <laughs> I, I would have to go. <laughs> I'm going to have to come over and see my friends over there. Is there anything around uh, body massages and stuff like that? We had a massage therapist prior to um, COVID-19 hitting, and so we're um, in works of bringing massage therapy back to our fitness center. Okay, okay. We do have a fitness center, though, don't we? Yes. Okay. What are they doing down there these days? Uh, it looks really nice down there. Um, they have some new equipment. Um, they have classes that they're always um, adding in, Zumba, yoga, and different um, activities. Zumba, that's a dance, right? That's a dance, right? Yep. dance exercise. Okay. So there it is, folks. If you want to get the body moving and proving, Zumba, we got it there for you. Maybe one day soon we have a swimming pool, huh? That would be lovely. I know it. I know it. It's coming. It's coming. I just claimed it for Whittier Street, a swimming pool. So, folks, again, we want to thank our guests for coming in today. They'll be back next month. Maybe not the same guests, but Melissa will be back. (laughs) We want to thank you, young lady, for coming in, talking about your education and wanting to be who you are. 
and you're, we're so proud of you. Thank you so thank much you. for coming in. And so we want to thank you again for coming in. Don't forget, folks, Whittier Street, 617-427-1000. That's the number to call. It's been a wonderful show. Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you. Back again, folks, with the other page radio. I want to interview with the ladies from Whittier Street. I want to thank them, you know, for coming in and everything and sharing. I just want to talk a little bit about what's going on in our community with the veterans. We are involved with the Get Lit project. Get Lit is a Get Literature project sponsored by the Witherspoon Chronicles. That is an organization founded by Alder Marshall Witherspoon. And we are dealing with how to get black books on a broader scale by purchasing from black bookstores and strengthening the leading the learning and the need to learn how to read. Get Lit is sponsoring this in Boston at the Boston Public Library's branch at Nubian Square. On the March the 27th is the second event that they will be holding March 27th, we will be at the Nubian Square Boston Public Library branch. 3 p.m. until 6.30 p.m., I believe. I can update that information. I want to direct you also to the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company preparing for its performance season. We are interested in interviewing and auditioning singers, young singers, old singers, gospel singers, hip-hop, spoken word, because we're going to slam them this performance season, which will be our 26th year. I'd like to invite you to our website, the, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com, the, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. That's our web. Latest news from the Committee for the General Edward O. Gordine statue is that the park work is ongoing Installation date, we don't have it yet, but we will have it soon to bring this project into the community as a tribute to the African-American military experience that goes back 
to the American Revolution with the first casualty of the American Revolution being Christmas Addicts, a black man. We have a petition also, another veterans project that Triad Veterans is involved, is the petition for signatures to create a commemorative stamp of the pictures that are part of the Unsung Heroes Veterans Art Exhibit that also uh, dates back to the American Revolution up to the Korean War. We are trying to get signatures, and the Boston City Council President, Ed Flynn, has provided us a letter of support and has gotten behind the petition with the Boston City Council members. And we want to thank City Council member Erin Murphy and her staff for being so vigorous in supporting this effort that we plan to present our petition to the United States Postal Service uh, Commission for consideration of creating a commemorative stamp series of the paintings that were done by the young artists a few years ago at Artists for Humanity. Artists for Humanity. I'm so grateful to you all. I thank you for allowing us to be in your home. Remember the veterans are an overlooked and underserved community resource, and we want to be involved, and we have given you some information we ask that you share that information. Again, we want to thank the people from Whittier Street Community Health Center, 617-427-1000, for coming in and telling us and updating us on what's going on, especially with the information provided about the pharmacy and what they're doing in the community and that, you know, you can come to Whittier and get your medicine. And then there's another place over on Blue Hill Avenue and Quincy Street uh, that you can get right next door to the infinity uh, where you pay your phone bill. They're right there. So we just want to provide the information. And again, we are at 857 Don't forget the veterans. God bless you. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your home today. Take care of yourself, and we will see you soon.